Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy for episode 13, published June 29th, 2020. On the phone, debuting with me, I've got actor Donnie Boaz debuting on the podcast. How you doing, sir? I'm very good, Donovan. Thank you for having me. I'm episode lucky number 13. Yeah, you are lucky number 13, and you're debuting. First of all, this is this is like, okay, listeners, I'm so excited because I've talked, I've spoken with Mr. Boaz before on a radio station that I did, and he even, you know, he said yes to me because most of the, the actors and the actresses, they want some big listeners. But when I had asked Donnie, I said, please, can you come on the podcast? He said, sure. So Donnie is like our friend of the show now. Without hesitation, you call, I'm always here, brother. All right, all right. So why don't we get to know you in case there are new listeners? Why don't you explain a little bit about who you are? I'm just a country boy that grew up in Texas and uh, (laughs) played sports his whole life and when I was 19 years old, I was playing college football, and modeling landed in my lap, and I didn't have any direction with life, and so I started traveling the planet. Moved back from Paris when I was 23, and an acting agent asked me, have you ever done any acting? And I was like, I played a robot in sixth grade school play, and <laughs> they didn't think that that counted, but they said, it looks like the guy should try out for a movie, and uh, that was 127 movies ago. I found a career out of it, so. <laughs> and you must be <laughs> loving acting. You must be loving acting. I do love my job. I really do. Uh, this this last uh, four months has made me ask myself if I chose the wrong career, because I think this is the longest I've ever gone in, in my life without working. Wow. And uh, I, I'm t- I, according to my agent and my manager, uh, when Young and the Restless starts back up, I am the first actor back uh, after this long hiatus that we've had on their entire board, so. Wow. I feel lucky that uh, I have a job to get back to. Wow. And for listeners that don't know, Mr. Boaz is Chance Chancellor on The Young and the Restless. And congratulations for The I Young and the Restless. They won the best Emmy soap popper of all daytime. They were number one. What an honor. The show's been on 47 years now, and it just won eight daytime Emmy Awards. They won Best Actor, Jason Thompson, and uh, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of our entire uh, cast and crew. Won Best Hair, Makeup, Production Design. It, uh, I think the, I'm really proud of my team. And how do you feel? Well, young, and, and how, young and the Restless has come a long way because they've been snubbed for a lot of awards here and there. So how does it feel now that you guys got it like you guys got eight time awards and you guys won how does it feel that you guys won this this was your year in 2020 uh for me personally it feels very surreal i i I am still think i'm the newest member on board i signed on in october of 2019 and so i it looks like i jumped on a winning bandwagon here to get to be a part of young and restless at this time and um it it speaks for itself. I have 47 years to keep running, and Braden this year just had his 40th anniversary on the show, and, and Peter Bergman had his 30-year anniversary. And just think of somebody doing the same job, much less the same acting job, for 30 and 40 years. I mean, it just shows the family camaraderie that you have on set that, I mean, it, they literally 
truly are a tight-knit family. Yeah. And to be able to step into this, everybody's been very welcoming. I've, I've learned so much more from my peers and my, my castmates about how to do this. This is like a job like no other acting job. I mean, the, the pace that you move at on these shows, you're shooting one and a quarter episode a day. Sometimes that's 80 pages in a day, and that's just not a pace that any other film does anything like that in the world. And so daytime television is its own beast, and, and I'm thankful for my castmates that they were so welcoming and, uh... Mm. Yeah, I mean... I have to admit, those first three weeks felt like a three or seven in the deep end without its floaties, and, <laughs> uh, and but because of their help, you can come around and act like you've been there a couple years yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't see you on Young and the Restless for 30 years because you do a lot of acting projects. But for the year, Young and the Restless has gotcha. And how does it feel being Chance Chancellor? Chance Chancellor is a really cool character. I actually had somebody on Instagram today ask me who is my favorite character of, of, of jobs I've worked on. And I, I probably listed five or six characters from different uh, movies and TV shows. And they followed up with the question of who am I most like? And I had to say Bill Bradley from My All-American and Chance Chancellor from Young and the Restless. It's like, I, it, it's, it, he's a very fun and easy character to fall into. I, I like to compare him to like a, a Jason Bourne, James Bond type character in in the daytime soap opera world because he's always getting to go on some kind of adventure and catch a bad guy and and uh, maybe he's a little bit of a ladies man too so <laughs> he is a ladies man and i like the way he flirts with abby and i like the way he flirts with phyllis too <laughs> shout out michelle stafford shout out i love you i love that you came back to the young and the restless and you are doing an awesome job please don't leave michelle shout out i just had to throw I, that out I, I, I don't see her going anywhere. She is such a, a privilege to work with. She makes everyone around her better. Because you know in the morning when you show up to work with Michelle Stafford, you had better be on your A game or she will just walk <laughs> all over you. She makes you better because of how good she herself is. And she makes it look so effortless. And she's so humble about it because after the fake, she's like, was that good? And everybody's jaws are on the floor like, what are you talking about? Was that good? <laughs> I mean, she's, she, she's a treat. I don't see her going anywhere. She's, she's too much of a on their A-list right now. So. And, shout out, Michelle and shout out to Gina mm -hmm. as well, who played Phyllis before as well. She is another amazing actress as well, too. I don't know if you got to work with her too much. Did you? I did not. And, and honestly, I've not met her, but I've only heard great things. Mm -hmm. um, Michelle starting in the role, and then Michelle went over to General Hospital, and, and whatever happened in contracts or uh, however that all works out. Yeah. They were able to get Michelle back, and um, I mean, everybody over there I know from what I hear and see is very, very happy to have her back. Yeah. She has a long history on the show. Yes, yes, yes. So what's it going to be like when you go? Because you were saying earlier that you're the first person back. What Are you nervous? Are you, what, do you, what do you expect when you go back on set and film in the middle of July or in the July date around? Um, I can't say that I'm nervous at all. I, I think I'm very excited. As I said, this is the longest I've ever gone in my adult life without working over the last... And I've been a 
professional babysitter and uh, chef and house cleaner. I have my own garden now. So to get step, be able to step back into a routine and have a job, I'm, I'm feel very excited. Now, I do ask myself, do I remember how to do the job? So uh, I'm actually in Roswell, New Mexico right now. I woke up this morning in Dallas, Texas, and I'm making the road trip back to California as we speak. I stopped here in Roswell to see a friend and um, I need to get back to California because I think my episode of I think your phone is cutting out just so, a little uh, bit. Oh, I'm sorry about that. So I'm excited to get back to LA and get in some kind of routine. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, your phone was just cutting out a little bit, listeners. He said he's excited to get back into routine as Chance Chancellor. And I, I would be nervous because if I'm the first one back, all the spotlight, all the attention's going to be on me. What do you say to that? Uh, I think that's what they hired us to do, <laughs> go in and do the job. And, and uh, I know that Melissa and I and Michelle, we, we have our little three-way text, uh, and we, we couldn't be happier to get back. Uh, I, I know the entire team is just texting with Mark Grossman and, and Brighton, uh, I know the entire team is happy to get back. Now, there's going to be some changes uh, just because of the COVID world that we live in, uh, just safety protocols. I know that Young and the Restless has hired on a full staff member to make sure that the studios uh, stay clean at all times. I know they put plexiglass in between hair and makeup stations now. And, and it, it, just kind of the same patience you have to show at a restaurant now because there's not salt and pepper on the table and they don't have ranch. You just have to know you're living in somewhat of a new world. And, the only thing you have to tell yourself is be patient, be patient, be patient. So uh, I'm looking forward just to get back. So I'm excited. Now, I know you might have talked about it earlier. What was the reaction when COVID-19 happened? Like what was, even though you said you've been out of work for four months, what was your reaction and what is your reaction now to COVID-19? Uh, I, I honestly was shocked. I, I, when we saw the country kind of shutting down in January and February, I just didn't see, I mean, the whole world hasn't shut down since 1920 in the Spanish flu. So nobody that's alive right now has experienced something like this. And so it, it, this is something new. Um, I remember I was in Los Angeles and I went grocery shopping and I was supposed to be on set the next day. And we got a, a, a 9 p.m text message saying that we weren't going to be filming the next day and we really didn't have any answers and another two days went by and production and pretty much all of los angeles felt like they had to shut down and pull the plug for safety reasons and i i didn't know what to do with myself at that time because i'm in los angeles for work and i think it took me all of about two hours to pack my car up and head back to texas that's where my family's from and my sister my niece and nephews my mother and I have to admit, I'm a bit of a prepper. I've, I've got uh, MREs and, and food and, and gold and silver, and I, I like to be somebody that's prepared. I just didn't know what was going to happen in California, and I knew I was prepared in Texas for whatever may come. But now that we're opening up again, I'm, I'm excited to get back. I, it, it's not something you can 
I hope that we don't shut down again. That's what I have to say. That's what I've learned from all of this. I hope we never shut down again. But, okay. Another, I, I hope, I hope, I hope. <laughs> another suggestion. Okay, just a suggestion from me as the interviewer. If you guys do shut down, can you guys make sure you record at least three months of the episodes, a lot of episodes, <laughs> in the back pilot? Please tell the directors that because with the numbers still rising... It's looking a little bit uncertain, too, that how you guys are going to film, too, right? Yes. That is something that I recommended to the executive producers. I said, to be able to catch up and get ahead, because as long as I've been there, we're always six weeks ahead of what we're shooting to air date. So we're always six weeks out. And for us to catch back up to that, I was like, I mean, usually we shoot five episodes over four days. My recommendation is can we shoot seven episodes over five days, which would be more work, but it would allow us to, to push ahead. And they poo-pooed that down real quick because I think their goal right now is nothing but safety. I think they're even going to take it slow and we're going to do one episode a day and just get back in the groove and, and find a pace. And, and so we're going to start slow, but... Uh, Lord, please don't let us shut down again. <laughs> Lord, but you know who started? Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful already started. I think they've already filmed two episodes. They've already done two episodes, and they were the first ones back, The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, and I, then I know next I, you guys, and then Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are slowly coming back, too. Yeah, Bold and the Beautiful was the first out of, of the back to come back to work. I believe they've been back for two weeks now. And that's been the big question is, Bold and the Beautiful, they, they just started back up. And the interesting thing, I think, is that Bold and the Beautiful films across the hall from us. And I was like, how come they get, it's a jealousy thing, how come they get to go back to work and we don't? But uh, it looks like they're going to get a, a three, three, four week head start on us before we get back. But, uh, but finally we're going back. So. I get what you kind of separate everyone to give them priority. And then you guys, probably because you guys are a longer soap, why you guys have to wait, and they're probably a shorter soap. That was part, part of the hypothesis I heard of why they started back, is Bold and Beautiful is a 30-minute episode that they shoot on only one studio. Young and the Restless being an hour-long drama, uh, it shoots in two studios. We do have the same actors shooting in both studios, but it does cover a lot more real estate in the studio. And so these are reasons that I heard. I'm just trying to follow safety protocols for everybody. Okay. All right. Do you have any projects prior to COVID-19 that are looking to still be released, or were they put on halt? Um, when I signed on to Young and the Restless, I mean, for three years, but I, for at least one year, I can do nothing but Young and the Restless. And I think that's smart to allow <laughs> an actor to, to embrace their character and, and, and really embrace the schedule that it requires to be able to shoot all of this. Um, but prior to October of 2019, I think I had six films or so that were yet to release. And uh, they've uh, a lot of them have come out during uh, the COVID <laughs> experience. Uh, I was trying to, I, I think... So I didn't. It's like an actor's job has become part of social media and reaching out to to uh, fans of the show and, and just being relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're cutting out a bit. And it again. just feels like the thing. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico. I don't know. What you're talking about. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the desert. 
Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can hear you okay now. Yeah, yeah you can continue. And um, it just feels like the things that you normally talk about, uh, whether it be the next project, TV show, film, uh, next travel location, it's like all of those things took a backseat of importance to what the world was experiencing in January, February, March, and then through COVID, what happened in Minneapolis in May, it's just like everything you've spent your entire life pursuing and chasing all takes the backseat to real life and reality. And so I, I had a little funk there where I was just like, okay, what's going on in life is more important than what you spent your life chasing. But I've, I've tried to participate again, and I've, on Instagram I come up with movie of the day, just trying to promote past films and um, been trying to even promote films for other movies, uh, other actor friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to shout out some of those projects that look to kind of be released in COVID or they've gotten the green light? It's really uh, interesting. Just a lot of movie theaters, uh, movies that were about to come out, two and Wonder Woman 2 and, and all these movies, they just haven't had a chance to release. And so a lot of things have released on Netflix now. Believe come out on Amazon. Um, see, uh, there was a re-release of a movie I did, probably 2014, but they come out with a director's cut called Flashes, and I was very happy with that project. Uh, you can check out Flashes on Amazon. Um, there's a, a faith-based film that I did um, called Assassin 33 AD, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, a little bit of time travel. It's a kind of a, a faith-based sci-fi kind of film. I got to work with um, Sir Patrick Stewart on Star Trek not too long ago, and that episode came out on Picard. Um, let's see, what else came out? I think I had about four or five projects come out during this time. Mm. One I'm really proud of is, um, what did they change? Like, when you film something, it's a certain name, and then it comes out, and they change the name of the production company. Uh, they ended up changing that name to Road Less Traveled is a good one. That one, I believe, was on Amazon. Uh, one I was thinking of. Which one were you thinking uh, of? Uh, uh, IMDb, because I can't remember. <laughs> one out of 127 movies. Uh, My All American is a good one I talked about. This one was called uh, Beyond the Darkness. Okay. Oh, change it to Apple. Yeah, out of the darkness. I think that they changed it to something similar, but that's, there it is, right? Uh, out of the darkness. Out of the darkness. Okay, and that yeah, that one. I I got to play the angel Gabriel in that movie, and so uh, that was a, a fun one to participate. No, nope, I'm even wrong again. They changed it again to Heaven's War. Oh, Heaven's War. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That, and you do have a spiritual side because you you're very name. you're very spiritual. You do like playing those type of spiritual roles, right? That was fun. I even got a, a, I got to fly in that movie and got some superhero landings. And that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you can like, you hear me okay? I can hear you a little bit. You're, you're a little bit cutting in and out still, but I can hear you a little bit okay. But did you want to explain at least in case listeners are still not getting further of what Heaven's, I believe Heaven's, I even forgot the name was. <laughs> he he Heaven, Heaven's War is an uh, a young senator, and the senator is trying to 
follow his conscience in, in the crazy world of D.C., but he quickly learns that if you don't compromise your your morals and, and what you came out to do, then you never can get along. It's like you came there to achieve something, but if you don't give something, you can't achieve what you wanted to. And something that he finds inherently evil, he's really close to compromising. And I think it's an interesting uh, parallel journey of you've got terrorists and FBI fighting for his life, but then a parallel journey of angels and demons fighting for his soul. And so you get to kind of go on that dual journey in this movie. And, and uh, special effects in this is some of the best thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I think we're losing ya. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> trying to find high ground <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> That's okay. The listeners, bear with us. He did want to come on the show. I know listeners might be, they're getting impatient, saying, why do we keep losing him? But he, what do you call it? He's on the high ground. He's in New Mexico. So we got to be patient with him. What was that last thing you said? I cut all of that except the last sentence. Oh, I said we got to be patient with him, listeners. He's in New Mexico. So we, we got to be patient with him. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for your patience, Dominic. Yes, yes, yes. So that movie we can look for. You said throw that movie out again in case, and you said it's on uh, Amazon, right? Uh, Heaven's War is on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Heaven's War. You know what I can see you on, too? I can see you on, I don't know, a cop drama. I can see you after, okay, let's say... You do a year with the young and the restless. I know you signed three years, but I can just see you on a cop drama. I don't know why. I can see you on a cop drama. What do you say to that? Uh, I wouldn't say no to that. I've I've kind of followed Shamar Moore's career after he left Young and the Restless, and he seems to be doing quite all right uh, on his own little cop drama right now. Uh, it, it's funny how your career you open up a, a, a new certain kind of character. And I did a TV show called Six, where I was uh, I had to go through SEAL training for it. And it's like, I'm going to say 80% of the projects I did after Six were some type of military or police type of uh, show. Because now I had the, the training to go along with it. And so I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I can just see you for some reason being in a, a lead for a cop detective. <laughs> I can see that. So what do you want to say to the listeners? What do you want to say to the fans that you are getting back into the studio and you're going to be recording some new material for Y&R? What do you want to tell the fans? I'm very thankful for the fans. The fans have been very patient over this last four months, and and I know that there is uh, anxiously awaiting for the show to pick back up, and they've been very supportive in this process. and, And even them... A lot of fans that are so anxiously awaiting for, for new material, they're all so cautious. They're like, well, you guys be safe because they care about the, the people that they admire on the show, the Eric Bradens and, 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 and Peter of the show. And it's just like they, they want everybody's safety. And so the fans have been wonderful. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get back and, and uh, make them proud. And that's, that's, I'm, I'm excited for the fans. 
people, I mean, I had this lady yesterday, she's like, I've been watching the show since I was 16 years old, and I'm so happy that it's coming back on. And so it, it, it's been a part of so many people's lives, and I think just having shows, it's, it's almost like baseball. I mean, when baseball season's going, to some people that feels like normality. When you have your young and the restless back on, and you get to enjoy your day, daytime stories, that's part of your, your routine and your reality. And so anything that we can add back to, to our lives like that, I think is, is only better for us all. Yeah, but but try losing Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy. Those are people. Oh. Like, you tried losing all four of those. <laughs> uh, we've been we've been very patient during this mix. <laughs> I know they said um, for those other shows, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are starting back in August. They had said for new new episodes, and then you guys, July, Bold and the Beautiful, July as well too. And what do you want to say to the uh, to the other fans? They support all of your work, like all of the other projects aside from the Young and the Restless. I, I feel uh, very humbled that uh, the, the way that people have reached out over the last four months and uh, just trying to really film and TV, it's, it's escape. It's escapism. And sometimes what we're experiencing in our everyday life is feels like sometimes more than you can handle. And it, it's nice to be able to sit down with a loved one uh, on your couch and just find escapism. I mean, I think before I got on the phone with you, I was sitting down with my, my friend's three-year-old, and we were watching Toy Story. And this kid doesn't know anything's going wrong in the world right now because he's got Buddy and Woody, Woody and Buzz on the TV. And it's just like, it, even for grown adults, sometimes you just like to escape. And so uh, I want to be able to find that entertainment for people to find hope again. Mm-hmm. And listeners, just again, this is Donnie Boaz. In case people say there's a strong accent, this is actor Donnie Boaz. Uh, he's not lying. There's no cop. There's no fake. There's no cop out Donnie Boaz. <laughs> just in case. Are either somebody saying, are you sure this is Donnie Boaz from the youngest? I say, yes, this is him. And Donnie, you want to set that clear in case listeners are thinking this is not Donnie Boaz. Hello, everyone. This is Donnie Boaz. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want to throw out your platforms in case people want to reach out to you and they want to get to know you? Um, I think the best way to get in touch with me is Instagram, Twitter, uh, both under my name, Donnie Boaz. Um, and a lot of people are shocked when they write on your wall and you write back. They just never expect for you to write them back. But from what I've learned from... Uh, other people on Young and the Restless, they're very uh, approachable. Uh, if somebody wrote to Michelle Stafford or Eric Brady, they're very good about getting back to the fans, and, and sometimes they have questions that they don't see anywhere else. And just to be able to have the platform to be able to reach out and, and talk to somebody about something that you care about. Okay, Michelle, if you're listening to this, girl, I write you all the time, and you've never wrote me back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure that you write that. <laughs> well, no. Uh, I, it was real sweet. <laughs> my, my mother had her birthday back in May, and um, my sister has been in the United States Navy uh, for 19 years now. She's a chief. And so she called one of her officers, who's, uh, I believe he's an admiral, and he wished my mother a happy birthday. And she was kind of blushing that an admiral would call her. And I was like, well, I can't let my sister one-up me. So I called Michelle Stafford and said, will you wish my mom a happy birthday? And Michelle sang her happy birthday. And so I looked at my sister and said, one-up that. Uh, and so uh, 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 
Thank you, thank you for that, Michelle. Shout out, Michelle. Yeah, we've talked about you today. So she's probably going to be listening to this interview in a while. <laughs> um, now, do you do writing or other things? Because I do see you do writing. Like, do you write scripts or do you want to take a step into the directing or not necessarily? Uh, my aspirations uh, would be to be like a Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood started out as an actor, and now I think he's one of the best directors in the game, and just the way he's a storyteller. And I believe that somebody who's followed in his footsteps is someone like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is a phenomenal director. Um, during COVID, I encouraged a lot of my friends and or loved ones, all the things that you say you want to do and never could find the time to do it, now is the time to do it. If you want to learn to play the guitar, learn to speak French, learn to speak Spanish, write, it, write that uh, biography, write a script, now is the time to do it. And uh, I, I followed my own directions on that one. I, I spent a, I tried to spend an hour a day just being creative, having some kind of creative outlet uh, of writing. And this was the time for me to do it. A lot of times I get caught up in having to memorize 20, 30 pages a day so it doesn't leave a lot of time, but this was the time to do it. Uh, my aspirations definitely uh, do include writing, directing. I've been able to produce probably about eight films over the course of my career, but that's really supplying a need because I've been able to make a career of this. my phone is a Rolodex of actors and actresses and uh, DPs and hair and makeup and anybody you might need on a production because uh, it's it's a it's an army <laughs> of people that it takes to be able to make one project I mean Young and the Restless probably has 70 80 people behind the scenes that you never see you only get to see the, the 30 actors or so but the the machine of people that it takes to bring all of that together is it's it's an art form in itself and so i i love to story tell i believe that there's anything that you're passionate about you can reach a lot of people with the platform of cinema mm -hmm. so I agree with you one hundred. I agree with you one hundred percent. There. Any final things you'd like to say to our listeners in closing? Donovan, thank you. Thank you for this platform. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, I wish everyone peace, love, and happiness. I really do. That might sound like a, a, a Miss World or Miss America, Miss Canada quote right there, but I, I think what I, I want for everybody is. Don't ever feel discouraged. Stay encouraged. No matter how bad your day or week or 2020 is going so far because of what we see on the news or what's going on in the media, stay encouraged and, and, and show love today. If you you want to go out and have a bad attitude today, flip that around. It's just as easy to, to open a door for someone and ask somebody how their day is going and, and just be encouraging to lift everyone up because, again, we are all in this together. And, and I just want everyone to... To find their own peace. So that's that's. I think that's my closing thoughts for you, Mr. Donovan. All right, and my closing thought to you is stay safe, and you go in there and knock those lines dead, and just don't be nervous. I know you're not nervous, and I would be nervous if I were you, though. Going back, being <laughs> the first one going back in that studio, and after all, after the all the COVID nineteen, and it's just people are still scared. Maybe some of the actors and the actresses are still scared. But like you said, there are people on set, and people might get comfortable. Yes, sir. Well, I hope to make you proud, brother. 
And okay, one more thing I have to ask: Do you think are they going to use blow up dolls and the, for the young and the restless? What do you call it for scenes? What with love scenes? Have you been hearing that? Do you want to set the record straight for our listeners? <laughs> Uh, I wish that I was on the inside track of information to know that. I did read that article with Bold and the Beautiful. I haven't heard anything about that with Young and the Restless. I know the day I do get back, the script does have Abby and I kissing, and it says nothing about masks. So this is what I know so far. (laughs) Okay, listeners, so we we answered that question. I'm thinking, how is it going to be, what do you call it, a balloon doll versus Donnie Boaz? I want to see Donnie Boaz. I don't want to see the balloon doll. (laughs) I can't do this scene. I'm going to call him my stand-up and he's a blow-up doll. Well, maybe a balloon doll could work in some scenes. A balloon doll could work. I, I don't, it's just a crazy thing to even think about that being a part of an acting process. I'm just going to have to deliver lines uh, <laughs> to an inanimate object. Uh, that, that, that's a different, uh, pl- uh, different way to go about doing your job. Wow. Uh, as, far as, I know that, as far as I know, that is not in the, the mix. But if something changes, I'll make sure I let you know. <laughs> All right. It's so good to get to know you. Thank you so much for debuting. Jonathan, thanks for having me, man. All right. And that's it for episode 13 again, published June 29th, 2020. If you all want to reach me, Donovan LaCroxy on Instagram. I want to thank again actor Donnie Boaz. And that is it for the show. Thank you for listening. <laughs>